Hello and welcome to Science Matters, the podcast of the Georgia Tech College of Sciences. I'm Renee San Miguel. Once we've gathered enough speed around Gargantua, we use Lander 1 and Ranger 2 as rocket boosters to push us out of the black hole's gravity. Once Lander 1 is spent, TARS will detach and get sucked right into that black hole. Why does TARS have to detach? Oh, we have to shed the weight to escape the gravity. Newton's third law. The only way humans have ever figured out of getting somewhere is to leave something behind. Or, for every action, there is an equal and opposite reaction. It can be argued that the best science fiction relies on science fact for its storytelling. In this case, it's laws courtesy of Isaac Newton, the founder of modern physics. The scene you just heard was from Interstellar, where astronauts rely on physics and math to escape the deathly gravity grip of a black hole. I can get the Hermes back to Mars by Sol 561. How? Here's the Oscar-nominated The Martian from 2015, as Donald Glover's character uses a stapler to explain his plan to save stranded astronaut Matt Damon. Okay, let's pretend that this stapler is the Hermes, and you are... I'm sorry, what's your name again? Teddy. I'm the director of NASA. Cool, Teddy. You're Earth. And right now, the Hermes is headed towards you, starting its month-long deceleration to intersect. But instead, what I'm proposing is... We start accelerating immediately to preserve velocity and gain even more. We don't intercept with Earth at all, but we come close enough to get a gravity assist and adjust course. I've done the math. Checks out. Rafael de la Lave, professor in the School of Mathematics, is doing the math for the real-life NASA. Thanks to a 2018 Space Agency grant, he's working on spaceflight solutions that aren't that far removed from what Glover and Interstellar's Matthew McConaughey talk about in their respective films. Delelave is studying how to use mathematics to save NASA fuel costs for future tours of the solar system's outer planets and its remote moons. More efficient spacecraft, using mathematics formulas that have been around for centuries, can save money and maybe get us to our destinations faster. How? Get ready to hear about Hamiltonian systems, Lagrangian mechanics, Arnold diffusions. Delelave is fluent in this kind of math talk. Here's the bottom line for what this could all mean for spaceflight and for learning more about the planets and moons NASA wants to explore. Well, uh, one is that we can do much more uh, daring missions and then we can use uh, significantly less fuel and that we can also use I mean if you have a good understanding of the dynamical systems just by doing flybys then you can find out uh, things about what is the gravitational field generated by the planets and then find out for example things about the composition do they have a hard core or they are mainly gases or they have some structure inside etc so all these things can be obtained thanks to having significantly better understanding of the mathematics. To understand how math can help NASA fly more efficiently to other planets using uncrewed or crewed missions, we need to let Delelave explain mathematical terms such as Lagrangian mechanics and Hamiltonian systems. Fortunately, Delelave is considered to be one of the world's experts in some of these systems, which combine math and physics. Lagrange mechanics are what you use 
when classic Newtonian physics just aren't enough for figuring out the paths of complicated systems like planets and their moons and the gravitational forces they exert on each other and anything caught in those paths. So Lagrange was a mathematician. He worked uh, in, in France. So he discovered that if you have uh, two massive bodies and then you put another small body, then the forces equilibrate at, uh, specifically at five points. Mm -hmm. uh, and so these are called the five Lagrange points. So three of them are in the line of the two bodies that are rotating, and then two of them are in some equilateral points, etc. Okay. So, and so these places where the forces equilibrate are very interesting to design maneuvers because you can reach out of them, you more or less stop, and then you come back in a completely different direction. Hmm. Okay. So that's the thing. So bouncing out of this is one of the things that people have discovered how to do now, and it's actually quite useful in many of these Use that Lagrange point as a way to maybe slingshot your way? That's right, that's past. right. So you go to the Lagrange point, and then you more or less stop, and then you come back in a completely different direction. Next comes Hamiltonian systems, which is actually a subset of Lagrangian mechanics. It's named after 19th century Irish mathematician William Rowan Hamilton, not, you know, that other Hamilton guy. This Hamilton brought together optics, mathematics, and physics to determine that light moved in waves. Hamiltonian mechanics help you figure out trajectories or paths which have physical forces acting upon them. You'll hear phase space mentioned and defined. Telelave says Hamiltonian systems can help figure out the orbits of planets and the orbits of atoms. Also, the velocities of objects, such as a target moon, and the probe we've sent its way are now part of the equation. So Hamilton, this is a very interesting and very, in my opinion, edifying story about this. So uh, Hamilton was a mathematician in the 19th century, and so he was working in optics. Mm. And so he found a way of computing rays that move from one place to another and how to design lenses. And then, as an afterthought, then he realized that the motion of uh, rays in a medium is very similar to the motion of uh, particles in phase space. So phase space is when you consider not just the position, but also the velocity as, as a point in the space. Not just what, what's out there, but how fast they're moving. But how fast it's moving, exactly, because if you look at it, uh, Newton's laws prescribe the acceleration, which is how the velocity is changing, right? Mm -hmm. So so in order to have a fixed initial condition, then you have the position and the velocity. So um, Hamilton discovered that if you uh, consider the positions and the velocities, then the, the problem of uh, mechanics is very similar to optics in twice the number of dimensions. Mm -hmm. And then this led to a very, very... Uh, efficient calculations because he could explain many cancellations that people have been found by trial and error and painstakingly then he could do them systematically and then you could do systematically many of the uh, of the calculations that astronomers were doing and over a much uh, valid range of time so uh, and actually this became a, a unifying point of uh, mechanics and physics and, and optics and many other things. Again, interdisciplinary actions here uh, yes. involving math and physics, uh, mathematicians and phys phys physicists working together. And engineers. And, and engineers. don't forget engineers yeah. and, and even chemists. We have, a, um, we have a grant with the European Union 
to find precisely developments in the mathematics of chemistry. So that's, uh, I mean, if you think a little bit about it, uh, atoms bouncing is very similar to planets moving around. And then uh, the, the mathematics uh, can be used from both problems. So. Yeah. It's all orbits, right? Everything's it's all orbits and so on, and yes, and, and very specific things. So it's a little bit more fun. In, uh, you, you get many more strange phenomena in chemistry because in chemistry, uh, all the all the atoms of uh, hydrogen are exactly the same. Mm -hmm. And then this allows you many more uh, of these things that we call resonances, which is when two things have the same frequency, mm -hmm. then things, is, uh, very interesting phenomena start to happen. And this is what drives uh, much of the research that I am doing and much of the new phenomena that happens when two things have the same frequency, then they can start transferring energy. Mm -hmm. And this happens much more in chemistry than in celestial mechanics because uh, all the atoms tend to be identical. Mm -hmm. Finally, there's Arnold Diffusion. The best way to describe this is a pendulum setup that Delelave uses to show the waves and patterns tracked by this math concept. Fifteen ball bearings hang by descending lengths of thread from shortest to longest. A board is used to slightly lift all the bearings at the same time and then set them swinging in unison. But it takes just a second for a major snake-like wave to establish itself in the bearings' movements. Then wild patterns oscillate before the original pattern returns. Arnold Diffusion helps scientists figure out the patterns and pathways required to travel long distances to rendezvous with celestial bodies while dodging gravitational forces. Small moves can have big effects over time. Also, Delelave again mentions residences, this time as a possible way to leapfrog our way to distant planets and moons. The, the issue is the following. You have small effects and the issue is whether they average out and so on or they start accumulating and lead to very large effects, etc. And there is these configurations in, 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 in space, which we call resonances, so when the frequencies are more or less the same or a multiple to another, mm -hmm. then things start to uh, enhance and transfer energy and, and the effects start to accumulate. Mm -hmm. And now the trick... Uh, the, the people are discovering now how to do these days is that you can uh, so you, you go into a resonance then lots of things happen and then you get spit out but you can arrange it in such a way that the, the after you get spit out then you land in another resonance and then the process continues wow, okay. so this is a very interesting phenomenon because uh, it, it happens only in four dimensions so, so you have to imagine four or five dimensions four or six dimensions you can actually get an effect that drives you out of a resonance and then you manage to land into another one and then you can keep on bouncing from ever and that's more or less Arnold Diffusion. And so uh, Arnold Diffusion, small amounts of force can equal large effects over time. That's correct. And so those, do you need a lot of force to make these resonances resonate? No. No. That's the thing. We try to do these things with uh, arbitrarily small forces. That's the thing, yes. Okay. And if you put a little bit of eccentricity in these bodies near the Lagrange points, mm -hmm. then you can get arbitrarily... Uh, you can get large effects, and but the, for, but the eccentricities could be like uh, 10 to the minus 50, 10 to the minus 100, 10 to the minus a million, whatever it is, mm -hmm. then they will accumulate over time. So you figure all that into the engine burns 
of these ships as they're traversing these points, and you don't have to spend as much fuel. We don't have to spend, yes. So so the the mathematics is uh, when you don't put any burns whatsoever, and but uh, the, there is a price to pay, which is that you have to spend a lot of time, uh, but but it's for free. So you, if you are willing to spend very very large amounts of time and, and and how to do it for we know how to do it for free. Mm-hmm. If you have less time, uh, then this is the thing that we are working on now to put burns in such a way that you can do the same things that mathematicians know how to do for free. You do it spending a little bit of fuel, but in a reasonable amount of time. Delalave is originally from Spain, but left more than four decades ago to get his PhD at Princeton. Despite his interest in orbital dynamics and the quickest, most efficient ways to visit planets, that part of math wasn't always his priority. I started in quantum field theory and statistical mechanics and so on. And then, I mean, if you look at my collection of books, then there is kind of a lot of things from quantum field theory to computers to uh, statistical physics to uh, just, mathematics. Just math. You just yeah. liked yes. math. And especially if it has connections with physics or with applications. Okay. All right. Because that's, I mean, that's when you start thinking about... Uh, the wider picture of yeah, that's right. how, it's, yeah. how, how space is involved. Yeah, I like that things are related to something concrete and so on. I'm not very good at, uh, at uh, maintaining interest if it's uh, just uh, self-generated. Or abstract in kind yeah. of a way. You want to you know how this applies to the things, the problems that you're trying to help NASA yes. solve. Yeah, these sort of things. Yeah. It's just, I mean, uh, did you always have a... a, a a gift for math, I mean, or is that something that you really had to work on? I don't think I have a gift now. <laughs> if I knew, I mean, I, I, I try. A lot of people are afraid of math. A lot of folks come in and they have this anxiety about math. And I've talked about this with some other people here about how you would go about getting younger people, like in K through 12 grades, interested in math and tell them how important it is and how much fun it could yes. be. Yes. I mean, what, well, what? I think that math is basically thinking carefully about something that you care about. And if you think carefully, then this is math. So you don't do, uh, you don't fool yourself in making false steps or making extra assumptions. And if you're doing this, then you're, you think about anything that uh, you care about and you try to think about it carefully and then you're doing math. And And you will find math showing up in other scientific disciplines like physics, like... Like, as you said, chemistry. Biology is a very new thing, and uh, you don't know much about it, etc. But, yeah, many things like combinatorics, etc., come into biology and so on. And then there is also things like logistics, how to move things from one place to another, mm-hmm. uh, uh, using the least amount of effort. Georgia Tech has always been a leader in that. My thanks to Rafael Delelave professor in the School of Mathematics, for helping to decode Hamiltonian systems and Arnold diffusion. Also thanks to 20th Century Fox, Legendary Pictures, Paramount Pictures, and Warner Brothers for the film clips. Cyan Joe, a former research associate with the School of Psychology, composed our theme music. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe. We're on Apple Podcasts and SoundCloud. This is Science Matters, the podcast of the Georgia Tech College of Sciences. I'm Renee San Miguel. Thank you for listening.